The U.S. tech giants are going to be spending a lot more time in court next year, and not just on one front, but on several. For years, the country's biggest technology companies, Apple, Google, Facebook, Microsoft, and Amazon, seem to occupy some kind of privileged position in this country with no serious regulations touching them. But it's apparent that things are changing. Take the multiple congressional hearings last week over Russian meddling in last year's presidential campaign. Facebook, Google, and Twitter were unaccustomed to the tough questions and even sarcastic comments. Senator Richard Burr is chair of the Senate Intelligence Committee. This kind of national security vulnerability represents an unacceptable risk, and your companies have a responsibility to, do, to reduce that vulnerability. Our guests are Garrett DeVink, Bloomberg News tech policy reporter, and Eric Goldman, co-director of the High Tech Law Institute at Santa Clara University School of Law. Garrett, in your article in this week's Bloomberg Business Week, you look at 10 different areas where tech companies will face challenges in 2018, whether in court cases or legislation. They are not, they are done alphabetically <laughs> rather than in terms of importance. So what is the top threat to them in your estimation? Well, I think in terms of top threat, I mean, it's interesting to see what's been going on in the U.S. because, of course, we've talked about regulation of big tech companies for years in other countries and a little bit here in the U.S. But this year, it really started to pick up steam. You even had people talking about antitrust, you know, concerns that Google was too big in the advertising business, that Amazon was too big in the e-commerce business. So we'll have to see, you know, it definitely looks like that kind of noise, those kind of discussions happening at the political level have definitely been increasing over the year. And 2018 is a year that we'll see whether or not real regulation comes down and what kind of effect that has on the companies. Eric, to what degree do the, the fact that they're facing more legal challenges in, in the United States, how much does it reflect that you know, these big internet companies have kind of moved from being seen as innovators and convenience for consumers to uh, threats to the way we like to live or to privacy. Uh, one way to think about it is that um, the government has gotten nervous about the consolidated power at the tech giants, and the government's used to having uh, the most power in our society, and that uh, threat um, has emerged that maybe they don't. Um, so I see a lot of it actually as the government reacting to the, the strength and power consolidated in the private hands. They don't like the competition. Garrett, the Honest Ads Act, which was introduced in the U.S. Senate in October with bipartisan support, would require Internet companies to reveal who's buying political ads and archive them for review. And it seems like in this political environment a no-brainer, but why is Congress being so slow to pass it? Well, I mean, a lot of people in Congress just generally are against, you know, disclosures of these kind of things, or, or they're sort of hesitant. I mean, obviously, they w want to be careful not to impinge on free speech. They want people to be able to buy political advertising, to share political speech whenever they want to, in whatever they, way they want to. You know, the, the main impetus behind this bill is what we saw with Russia, you know, using social networks, primarily Facebook, but also Twitter and YouTube, to try to sort of, you know, stir up debate in the U.S. and potentially try to interfere with the election. So some of the people who are behind this bill are kind of using this as an opportunity to say, hey, let's bring the online platforms up to the level that we have for radio and television when it comes to having to disclose who paid for a political ad. You know, but other people are saying, well, let's be careful not to, you know, make it too onerous or push it too far. And of course, the companies themselves want to do it on their own. They want to self-regulate. They don't want someone telling them what to do. Eric, to, to what degree 
can we expect the companies to be able to navigate this? Because it would seem as though if you've got not just the United States, but other countries starting to regulate the content that is on these, uh, these platforms, it would be a real threat to their way of doing business. Uh, yeah, there's no doubt that the regulators could undermine everything that we love about the Internet. Um, and I'd like to think that the regulators recognize that capacity to make some really serious mistakes. On the other hand, regulators are in the business of regulating. That's what they do. So I don't know that they can self-control their impulses. And so uh, I am nervous. We have seen across the globe, including here in the United States, that the forces of censorship, the idea that we can tell people what they can and cannot say um, are having a fantastic run. Um, and I think it would be uh, somewhat disingenuous for us to think, oh, that's just happening overseas. It's happening here in the U.S. as well. Garrett, the FCC is on track to undo the net neutrality rules by early 2018. How will that affect the big tech companies? Well, the net neutrality rules that we came in under Barack Obama were sort of, you know, the, reflective of the kind of original ethos of the Internet, which is, you know, this sort of idea that everything is should be fair and equal and that you can't, you know, someone who owns a network can't charge, uh, you know, company A from more for using that network than they do to company B or individual B or, or politician A or whatever you, what, what, whatever you have. And, you know, we're seeing, you know, the potential of new rules coming down that are, you know, kind of move past that and are a little bit, you know, more in kind of the spirit of traditional capitalism, which says, you know, if you own the roadways, you get to decide who goes on them and, and how much you charge them. So, you know, the, the largest Internet companies are so big and so powerful that they will be fine regardless of sort of tweaks or changes to the rules. You know, the concern here from critics of uh, Ajit Pai at, at, at the regulator changing these rules are that, you know, smaller companies who want to compete with the Netflixes of the world will have a tougher time doing it. Eric, privacy is also an area that's been a very big deal because the uh, for these companies and, and for people who are concerned about them because they have so much information about their users and a lot of their business models, in fact, are built around that information. To, to what degree should we expect you know, restrictions and requirements for the way that these companies handle private information of their customers? That's a pretty complicated question because there's a thousand different moving fronts on which the, the regulators might uh, move to help um, uh, impose privacy restrictions. But at the same time, there also might be movements to reduce privacy, such as the Honest Ads Act that was mentioned earlier in this uh, conversation, which actually is designed to increase transparency and, by, in theory, actually reduce the privacy of, quote, advertisers in what they're doing. Um, so uh, uh, no doubt, though, there's I think a lot of skepticism about um, the amount of private information under control of these uh, tech giants. And I think that the combination of the fears about their power and the ability of that information to be used in ways that could could really um, uh, undercut our expectations as consumers, I think that creates a real recipe for some of those privacy regulations to succeed. In about 30 seconds, Garrett, are we going to see any big announcements like we hear from the EU Competition Commission and Margret Vesteyer, or is it going to be a little bit uh, on the quieter side in the U.S.? Just quickly on antitrust, I mean, it's unlikely that you'll see the same kind of uh, you know aggressive movements that you've seen in, in, in the EU on antitrust here in the U.S., although people are talking more about it. But the thing that you want to look for is sort of, you know, uh, 
legislation like the Honest Ads Act, and there's another one. You should read our story. There, there's a lot going on. But yeah, it's more on the legislative side. It's a great story. It has <laughs> lots of charts and pictures, and it helped you understand this easily. That's Garrett DeVink, Bloomberg News Tech Policy Reporter, and Eric Goldman, co-director of the High Tech Law Institute at Santa Clara University Law School. That's it for this edition of Bloomberg Law. We will see you tomorrow. This is Bloomberg Law on Bloomberg Radio.